tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Rock. Oh my, literally, you have one job on here, and I just saw you drifting off. I go, Oh, he's not even paying attention. And then he I just, wham. You, no, you were. I, I wham. Literally, I wham. I wham. I wham. Like, I was wham. looking at you right here. All Even right, with the good mic, the, I can't get a good rock. Now you're on the second thing. Please welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, crazy flights from out from the East Coast because he loves his family. Jay Nice, Johnny Wooder. Dude, you have it's it was I have four I was booked on five total flights to try to get back from LA and three of them got canceled. One was they booked me on it and he had already left and <laughs> just was gone. And then the other one, he was supposed to book me for this morning and he accidentally booked me for like two days from now. It was a night. Dude, Americans are worse, bro. The help is not good. And no, I'm no. joining me from parts unknown with uh, I can't that's a Lakers jacket you have on with gray and white. Yep. Xavier Guerrero, XG. What? Oh, so what is that? A the Lakers. It's a hockey Lakers. Lakers yeah, jersey, jersey that's in King's colors. A little bit. It's weird. Someone gave yeah. it to me. Get it a, a lot. Gift. That's how Shout bad the the Lakers are doing now. XG's getting <laughs> discount clothing from his friend. Nobody wants to buy Laker gear. <laughs> no, they got it at Ross. I know them. <laughs> guys, 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 a lot of great th- stuff going on in the world of Tim Pole Hat. Uh, the shows are on fire. Everyone's loving it. If you want to see me live, I got some live shows coming February 19th. You can see myself. I am live with Brian Kellen. We're doing two shows. We're doing a first ever live debate at uh, a Diversions Amusement. That's a 5 p.m. show. And then after that, we're doing the Dragons of Comedy live stand-up show. Uh, tickets are now, I think you can get both of them for a total of $35. Grab your tickets now. It is going to be one of the, the best shows at a discount price for you guys because we want to pack it out. I know I've done a bunch of shows there. So we want, it's the first time Brian has been back in Las Vegas in a couple of years. So come get Weird. Then I got some live shows coming up as well. Um, New Orleans. I'd, I would you guys come see me? I would like if you guys come see me. Okay, I'm there. Uh, February twenty fourth. I'm at seven p.m. and then again at a nine thirty show. The Hammers of the Gods, Nashville. You are crushing it right now. Uh, some great tickets are being sold. Uh, go to on the twenty fifth. We're at Bavarians. Bro House, uh, that is the 7 p.m. and 9.30 show. And then super excited, going to be in Jefferson, Georgia. Uh, two shows there as well. Tickets are moving. We also have coming up, I'm going to be at Rock and Roll Pizza in Simi Valley, March 2nd. 
and there's two shows there. And then Marietta, I am coming back March 3rd. Come get weird on that. Briz Bisbane, Arizona, I'm there March 25th. And uh, I'm also at Tucson, Arizona, coming up March 26th. And more shows being added as we go. Come get weird with me. Guys, I have, uh, listen, man. I got big people coming on Rockfin. Get in now. That's right. Rockfin.com. Rockfin.com. Some of the biggest names out there are going to be there. And watch who else I get on there for $10. Okay. So we're all talking about, <laughs> we're all talking about an economic collapse. You got to con consolidate your money. Rockfin is a great way to do that. $10. You get so much program. I must say something, Johnny. I must say something, Xavier. And I want you to tell me if you think I'm being right. Rockfin is a better value than Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu for ten dollars. Hands down. Absolutely. Yeah. Disney you Plus, ten dollars for ten dollars. You get more bang for your buck. For sure. You are getting. I would say at any time. 10, 20 new episodes a day on this show. You'll never have enough. You'll never be able to finish all the content in one day that you're getting uploaded there. Oh, by the way, Jimmy Dore, I'm doing a show this uh, Saturday night. I'm doing Jimmy Dore's show. Is it live? Yeah, Jimmy Dore. Live nice. Doing a show. Um, I, I think it's a stand-up show, but I also think it's a, uh, uh, I don't know. So I'm just going to be on there. But. You get my ten dollars. You get everybody's everybody's stuff, and we got a big name coming on there. We'll find out this week, which Ooh. hopefully will be some bigger names coming up. Daddy is this is what I do? I build brands, and Daddy does it. Go get go get that ten dollars. We got just for me alone. We got we got uh, conspiracy social club tinfoil hat premium. Uh, we have zero my spiritual podcast. We have broken simulation coming up. We have, uh, we don't smoke the same goats. If Johnny will ever do it with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to hear some free stuff, let's say you hear a couple of these shows. You, uh, you don't know what it's about, but you want to hear some free content. It's real simple. You just go to samtribly.com. Go up, Xavier, go up a little bit. Okay. All these are free shows that you see. Tim Fall Hat, Free RSS Feed, Broken Sim, Cash Daddies, Punch Drunk, Zero from the Vault. You go to the Vault, Zero, and you also get Conspiracy Social Club from the Vault, Old Episodes, and the Union of the Unwanted. Big news, Broken Simulation got the, according to Chartable, got the number 130. So that's two Sammy shows in the top 200. My goal is. Um, yeah, who's important? This guy, you get it all. Go to samtribly.com. Telegram. I have shows for every, almost all my shows are on Telegram. We have Tim Fall Hat, Conspiracies Only. Guess what? Someone just added a zero and Johnny, a broken sim. Telegram is on there. Oh, I, I, yeah. I got an alert about that on my phone. I saw that. Uh, did you join it? Not yet. No, I've been running <laughs> my ragged, so not really. Okay, Johnny. I don't know why you don't want to support your own shit. Okay. And then 
Uh, hey, I think I was you... already a part of it or something because I started getting alerts for it already. I think they may have. I think uh, I think Mark made him any attitude. Thank you, Mark Steves from my family thinks I'm crazy show. Check that out. He works really hard on the show and helps out, and he's a big part of it. Um, if you want to support the show, another way to support shows is through t-shirts. Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com or sandtriply.com. Click the the banner. Takes you right to it. We got conspiracy shirt, big dare, big farm. So funny. My aunt sent me a picture. My cousin Nico was in dare. It's so in funny. Dare the program? Yeah, he was in Wait, the original. Like, like now? No, Full not round? now. But when he was a kid. Oh, oh I was too. I mean, we all were. Yeah, Johnny, I, I wasn't because I was. I graduated. Alcohol, bro. I, I graduated. Oh, would you get you a black belt not there. doing drugs? What do you think? You're cool. <laughs> I Johnny still doesn't do drugs. Uh, Tim Fall hats, hoodies, uh, only conspiracies, Cornell, Conspirio, uh, all these. Look at that. That's the best one. Should I add another guy there? I like that by itself. No, I like that. I like that. I do too. I think it's great. All that right there. What else? Uh, go to tinfoilhattshirts.com or go to samtriply.com and you can click either that one or Conspiracy Social Club t-shirts. All that and more. Guys, is there anything else to talk about? That's it. Nope, we're going to do rocking. New Broken Sim this week. New Broken Sim go. this week. A lot to talk about on there. It is burning up the charts. Everyone loves it. Go to youtube.com slash Sam Tripoli and you can see all those shows. I love you guys very much. This is a great show with Joe Campanelli. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fire. All right, let's get into it. Super excited to have this gentleman on. He was supposed to do the show uh, earlier in January, but we got double books, so we had to move it around. And here we are making it happen. Uh, he is. A, uh, he was a former active duty military and he has a clean, clean living room and he soon will be jumping in to the podcast game. Please welcome Joe Campanelli. How are you, brother? Good. How are you doing today? I'm alive. People like me, you know, I can't complain just living that life. No, I'm good, man. I've been doing some fasting. Uh, some people ask me if I'm back on the sauce. I'm like, (laughs) nope, I'm good. I'm doing this. I'm thinking about banging out a 72-hour right now, so I may go. 72-hour yeah. fast? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I thought you were talking about, like, some IF or something, but. No, 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 dude. Like, the hardest – do you know what the hardest part of fasting is for me? Uh, trying to McDonald's. convince Dana to let me do it. Just let me do it. Like, yeah. Stop telling me I have to eat all the time. Just let me let me do this fasting. I'm just trying to lose a, another cup on my bra, and that's really <laughs> what I'm all about at this point. That's right. That surgery can, you're goes. right. That can fuck you up. Yeah, I mean, you got to eat. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not my grandmother. You know? I'm like, I feel great. How'd uh, the surgery go, you know? I'm um, still a dude. Still dude. Um, There you go. No, uh, surgery's great. I go in for my follow-up. It is weird to call it a surgery because I don't feel like it's a surgery. Is it technically a surgery if they cut you? Is that it? Is that the Is that the I- rule? I think it's invasive then, yeah. You know. Did you go yeah. under? Well, no, right? I mean they numbed me up, but I, I well, was I was there the whole time. That's like getting your, your wisdom teeth pulled out. That's it's called <laughs> wisdom tooth extraction surgery, though. So that's a surgery yeah. too. 
Ah, so I just call it procedure and thank you for asking. It's great. I feel better. I feel like a million dollars. So good that on Wednesday I get back to learning to kill with my hands. Okay. There you go. There you go. I never did that. style. You said you that. were already walking better, right? Like it improved your walk. Yeah. Oh, more. dude. I mean, I, from the moment I, I got off the table, I felt That's amazing. my knee That's felt so better. Amazing. Because like I said, the chunky lay, the chunky vein was pushing against my knee and it was um, ruining the alignment of oh, okay. uh, my knee. So anyways, this is, this is why this is the number one surgery podcast out there. We do, <laughs> yeah. uh, we talk surgery and everybody loves it. But anyways, yeah. Joe, enough about me. Let's get into you. Joe, where does it, your, for the, our listeners who may not know you and be familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So originally born in New York, uh, lived there for 10 years, moved to Tampa, Florida. Uh, Hold on, when there. you say New York, are we, we have Long, to, Island. Long okay, Island. Okay, so you're more towards the city. I'm more in upstate New York, which you guys all refer to as basically Canada. Basically, yeah. I mean, negative 13 up there. I was out on Suffolk County. So that's where I was uh, born, grew up 10 years, moved to Tampa for 10 years. Um, it was, uh, you know, Florida is a weird, weird melting pot down there. But ultimately, I love it down there, especially given today's circumstances. So that that was uh it's cool to claim florida now back you know two three years ago i think they were doing shows when i lived in alaska called uh florida people on the radio so uh now it's okay to claim it you know what i mean and then i, I have a theory that that is done purposefully it could to be. get people not to move to florida it's kind of what steve simone which is funny because steve lives in tampa now but we had a theory that you know, in, in LA, they make fun of people in the Valley because people in the Valley don't want people moving to the Valley. Cause it's so like, there's no, it's like, there's very little traffic. You can get anywhere you want real quick. They want everyone to stay over the Hill. So that, I think that is done purposeful to get people not to move to Florida. It could be. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Weather's great. Can't beat it. It's probably similar to LA, maybe more, a little more hot, but Either way, it was a weird uh, dynamic going from New York to there. It's such a melting pot there that everyone, you know, kind of made fun of me originally when I moved there as a young boy. But uh, it really set the framework for, I guess, me, you know, being who I am today because it is such a dynamic environment and there's so many different, you know, backgrounds and demographics that um, I kind of can inject. I, I was able to, in the military, inject myself into any space, right? So also there's a lot of partying, you know, you can't deny that. And as the 18, 19 year old man, boy, whatever, um, you know, I started getting in trouble or whatever. And ultimately I made the decision that it was best for me to get some structure, some, some structure in my life. So at 20, I joined, joined the army and, uh, I did 10 you years a little older. I was 20 people around you because I feel like a yeah. lot of people get into the military right out of high school. Yeah. Yes. And no, it's, it's a mixed bag. I've had one soldier that worked for me when I was stationed in Alaska, you know, he was a, he was a full fledged lawyer in the state of uh, South Carolina and he decided to join. So you get a lot of different age groups, but for the most part, yeah, I'd say on average 18, 19 years old. So I was a little bit older. Um, by the time I got to my first unit in Louisiana, I was 21. So, you know, I was, I, I was able to, you know, 
hang out with some of the older guys. Guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Magic Mind, the little elixir that will make your body hum, okay? I, you know me. I love caffeine. I can't stop. Just I, I'm just mainlining caffeine all the time. But you know what? This Magic Mind is the perfect elixir to get your body rocking because it's all natural. Ah. All right. It's got some, a lot of amazing nice. stuff in it. I drink this every day. I'm doing their five day in a row challenge. Cause it says, boom, it's actually a 14 day challenge. All right. That's it. I'm going to drink these 14 days in a row. Cause magic mind helps decrease stress, boost blood flow and cognitive cognition. Okay. Magic Mind has a number of amazing ingredients. You've got adaptogens that help decrease stress, nootropics that boost blood flow and cognition. You can also boost your energy with the ceremonial grade matcha and lion's mane that's in there. You're going to increase your focus also with lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms and a number of other ingredients. Turmeric is an active ingredient that's in there and it's going to boost your mood. The list goes on. There's vitamin C in this shit. It's amazing. Vitamin C, dude. Come on, man. Come on, Johnny. I wanted to read that, but Johnny was just begging to do uh -huh. it thank you johnny that's what happened, i am yeah. a kind man i would love to read all that all right uh -huh, it's uh -huh, real uh -huh. simple guys if you want to get an all natural bing bing pow okay it's real i have a fucking special offer for all you guys okay i do i i drink this every day this is definitely a product that i 100 talk to talk walk to walk on okay i have a very special offer for our listeners, okay, the swarm, this is for you, all right? This is a very special offer for Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to magicmind.co slash tinfoil, okay? That's M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot co, all right, slash tinfoil, and use the discount code tinfoil to get limited 20% off your first order, do it. I can't recommend this proc enough. If you want to get rocking with rocket fuel, some natural rocket fuel, check out Magic Mind. I do it every day. Uh, I used to do UFOs. I'm, I'm pretty critical of the military industrial complex, and I'm very, very uh, specific about where my my uh, scorn is for. Uh, you know, I, I've expressed many times that the personnel I have zero, I have very little problem with, if any at all, because, yeah. you know, hearing you talking about you joined for, you know, structure in your life and how many people after 9-11 went to the military because they wanted to defend the country, freedom, make a better living for the family. So I have very little um uh, problem with the personnel. And like when I used to do USOs, I would go to Afghanistan and you would meet the, and I, I like, I'm being honest with you. I felt like when I was on all these bases that I was basically at, at Arizona state university, just the difference is that there was, uh, uh, you know, the hot chicks walked around with guns instead yeah, of books. There you go. So, so, it, you know, I love hearing from people like you because I do think it's very important that people understand that, you know, People who join versus people who run the military are two totally different things. And we kind of see what's going yeah. on with this Ukraine right now and how they are, you know, they're sending our troops over the UK. And most people don't need, have zero interest in any any skirmish over there. And sadly, we're sending our sons and daughters once again to get into a banker's war that I think I'd say 90 percent of the country wants zero to do with. Oh, I agree. Um, I mean, 
I, I'm medically retired. I had some injuries or whatever, and eventually my number was called. It, it wasn't going to work. I spent the majority of my career in airborne units and everything like that. Uh, jumping out of planes is not easy on the body. People think it's like, you know, skydiving or whatever, but the best way to compare is like base jumping uh, without a parachute off a two-story building. You know, you're falling pretty quick. You hit the ground, you got all that equipment and everything. Um, so oh it takes a toll. God. Yeah, it's you're coming in pretty quick. Um, and and then, you know, I moved, I came down to Georgia, took some time off from the airborne community. And um, from there, I was in a regular unit for a while. And then I went and actually taught at a leadership school. And uh, that was arguably one of the most rewarding things for me. Um, in the Army, when you go to do those types of assignments, sometimes they're looked down upon because you're not operational. You're not getting after it, deploying, doing whatever. But for me, it was definitely the the best thing for for kind of unplugging from like that grind because you get so caught up in the loop where it's like train 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 deploy whatever it might be that you kind of lose sight of everything else that's going on and why it's happening right so you know uh 15 16 years old i i i'll get into now let me preface this i'm going to get into like how i kind of got into the conspiracy space because this isn't something new for me um i've been involved maybe longer than you have uh, depending on whenever that was. So um, I watched something called the zeitgeist. Have you ever, guys ever oh, seen yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was my first thing, right? And like I said, uh, I was partying and stuff at the time. So, you know, um, I was very locked into it when I watched it. And uh, it kind of opened my eyes because it makes sense, right? The bankers, right? The money, all of these things are so uh, important. You know, if you go back to World War II, um, you know, when Hitler said the gods of war aren't on my side, he wasn't talking about, you know, some uh, a breakfast chicken snake god type of creature that you guys like to talk about. Right. He was talking about the bankers. Right. They weren't funding him anymore as 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 much as they were funding the allied forces. So that's uh, a have, great point. And if you get into the basically you get into um, tragedy and hope, they'll go even deeper than that. And that like a lot of the funding for for Hitler was from the Royals. I mean, you see like 100%. all these Royal families, like hobnobbing with the Nazis all the time. So, so yeah, man, I mean, like, it's like the doc, everything's a rich man's trick for 100%. Yeah. And so, so that was like my first point of seeing, okay, well the fed and understanding how currency worked. And that's kind of where my, um, I guess, conspiracy theorist i don't i hate that term now you know there's so many terms now you hear them and you just kind of are like, get turned off by them right um but that was like my first look into it and then i read some stuff like uh the creature from jekyll island and all these different pieces of literature that kind of reinforce what i already knew so when i joined the army i already understood you know what i was getting into right i knew the game um it wasn't supposed to be something that i made a career i had no intention on it but Ultimately, I was pretty good at it, and um, I continued doing it, right? So throughout, throughout my time, when things would happen, I would see it for what it was. I was in Afghanistan during the Vegas shooting. It was like 6 a.m. there. I think I just woke up and went to do some Force Pro stuff, and uh, I, had, I saw it come across like the news or, or feed on my, on my computer or whatever, and uh, I saw that, and I was like, yeah, something don't make sense with that. You know? So I, I kind of saw through all of it. And then, you know, when 20, uh, well, and then, you know, my wife has always been real big into, uh, once again, I hate the term, the anti-vax movement or whatever, but she, she 
came at me when we had children from, from that. Right. So there's been a culmination of things that kind of led to, you know, me knowing it was about my time to get out and hang the boots Dude, up. You're blessed. If your chick is, if you're, if you have one of the smoke show conspiracy smoke shows, I am, yeah. you are a blessing. Yeah. Everybody in my family that has a vagina, everyone except for two of them think I'm a crazy person. And the only two that don't are two years old. And they don't know about it yet. So uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. give it okay. time. I'm sure they will think Dada is a crazy person. But if you can find a woman who is in the conspiracies, that's a blessing. Especially yeah. Flat Earther. We had one Flat Earther female at the last show. It was unbelievable. I thought there'd be more. <laughs> I, I, I haven't dove into that. I, I don't know how I feel about it. But, you know, uh, a big part of that whole Flat Earth thing and then all of that, whether, you know, was it the dome? I don't know what theory you'd call it, but a lot of that to me is, um, hey, whatever you perceive the world as, that's what you perceive it as. I'm not going to tell you what you need to know. Like, I've never been to space, you know what I'm saying? So I can't tell you what it looks like or whatever, right? So, camera. Um, so yeah, my wife got into that and, uh, you know, we, we got a lot of ridicule for it. <laughs> this is probably 2000. 15 16 something somewhere in there and our children were my daughter was maybe three years old and we were trying to have my son at the time so we've been on it like the whole time and um you know back then if i had talked about it at work or whatever you know they'd be like you know you're one of them you know tim fall out whatever right and um ultimately i kind of just didn't bring it up anymore you know uh i was done with like trying to prove my point to people kind of like when you talk about eddie bravo right and he's like oh well he was over it you know what i mean he was over it so that's kind of where i'm at with the whole thing now but once 2020 hit and i i had to start working from the house for a while and doing all these different things that's why i knew is like my number's about to be called like i'm gonna have to either conform to getting this this i don't even want to call it vaccine the shot or whatever it might be or it's going to, there's going to be repercussions for it. And ultimately I started dealing with those prior to getting out. Luckily I, I, my timing was perfect. I don't know who's watching out for me, my guardian angel, whatever it might be, but everything worked out really well for me as far as timing goes with it. So I got out right in time and uh, I didn't have to deal with the repercussions of it. And uh, I, I, but I did, I was in and seeing what everybody that was going through, you know, um, that didn't want to get it. You know, a lot of people will be like, Oh, well, you know, we've been shot up with God knows how many different things, whatever it might be. But to me, that's not an excuse to take something that um, we don't know anything about, you know, and it isn't a vaccine. If it was a vaccine, people would be getting sick with it still. You know, I know tons of people. I was just talking to someone recently that I know has all the boosted nonsense and all that. And uh, they're sick with it right now. So, um, I got COVID in August, you know, I mean, it's been going, it's just, it is what it is, you know, but I wasn't going to real quick. Sorry. The, no, uh, the comedian who, what is her name? She fell. She's got a, I really do like her podcast. Uh, she fell. Oh, Heather McDonald. Like she has a great podcast. She's one of the few people to call out, you know, all the stuff going on with Jeffrey Ross that everyone was being really quiet about uh, in the comedy community. So, you know, I respected her for that. And so she was in uh, Tempe, Arizona, playing uh, the Tempe Improv, and she was talking about how she's 
got every booster possible. And literally after she said that, she fainted on stage. And she's in the hospital. And from what I've been told, she's fine, which is great. And get better, uh, Heather. I've never met her, but I've always enjoyed her work from afar and really respected that, you know, she's she's one of the few uh, female comics that her, you know, the the, the podcast is named after some sex move, right? Like, I hey, welcome <laughs> to Donkey Punch. I'm Sarah. And I'm, you know, it's like, the gladiator, whatever you want to go. Donkey you know. punch. <laughs> Nobody but, talks about donkey punches anymore, which yeah, makes a good me think it was a psyop. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe it was a psyop, or maybe it was just super to get dudes to just punch their chicks in the back of the head while they're humping. That's yeah, a... maybe maybe it was a ploy to put people in jail and catch the DV charges. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah. So, like, she was just talking about. You know, she literally was talking about how she was all boosted up, on, and then she fainted on stage and. Even my brother, who I love with all my heart, we've had real disagreements on all this. And he was sending, it's like, well, this is a win for your side. I'm like, I don't know how you're on the other side. Why, why is it a, I don't understand that, the side thing. It's not a side, you know what I mean? This I, is I a, don't either. It's, it's not, it's we're not, dealing with egos right now. That's what we're dealing with. 100%. Everything, this is all ego and people since, you know, it's very interesting you brought up the Vegas shooting because I feel like, you know, Hillary... Hillary was the beginning, you know, her kneecapping Bernie Sanders was the beginning of people really looking behind the, the curtain. Like, not, not just people like us, conspiracy theorists, but a lot of people were going, okay, this doesn't make sense. Like, her numbers versus her, her you know, her polling numbers and her people showing up to her events versus what the polls are telling us that she's yeah. doing just doesn't make any real sense. And then I feel like the Vegas shooting was the first time that something went off that didn't, and the story just disintegrated, just disintegrated. Well, I, I, I watched that too, like the feeds from it. And I don't know, I'm not, I wasn't there. It's hard to say, but from the sound of it, I mean, I have obviously have plenty of firearms training. You know, I build rifles. I do all that. Like I have, I, I, uh, bump stock didn't sound like it to me it was sound like there was an interval in the fire that typically is you know a uh, crew serve type like weapon because it also have, sounds like multiple gunshots like not yeah. just like one gun but guns from different areas and again you're more of an expert than i am but it's like guns from like different distances meaning one sounded way louder yeah. than the other meaning it would sound like it might be closer it's tough. It's tough to tell from the video, but it definitely, to me, sounded like an interval, which would mean there was some type of link in between the rounds, right? Because you know they're linked all together or whatever, and there's typically a space between do 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 versus like a bomb stock, which would be very fast. It would sound more uh, quickly. The interval between rounds. So when I saw that, I was like, ah, whatever. You know, I don't believe that shit. It's. I'm not saying that people didn't die like or nothing like that. It's obviously very sad, but I don't know. The whole thing didn't make much sense. No, no, no. for sure. For sure. And it, it didn't make much sense. And it's very interesting because I, I think a sure sign that something's going on is, is that how quickly the media dropped it. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. They, they that and we're gonna get real into that. Like, I don't want to go too far down the, the rabbit hole on that. We're all about that action. Bob. I know, but 
Uh, I'm trying to stay linear here through. Okay, like stay linear, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, <laughs> I love but, that the the guest is like, "Come on, let's keep it on track, Sam. Let's keep it on track." <laughs> I mean, hey, we could go off. No, for, no, no, I could go, go on for three three hours, whatever. I'm but, very excited about what you're you're here to talk about. So, yeah, and uh, let's get and into I, it. And I heard your your podcast. I can't remember who it was with. It had to be in December, where you were talking about starting to get more, you know, ex cops, military involved, and you know, someone like myself, number one, I could clear up hopefully any misconceptions or whatever, but also, you know, there's a lot that's going on today with the, with the media and stuff like that, that I'll be able to kind of shed light on. Hopefully I'll get a few, Oh my gods or whatever from you. Cause I love that. Right. But <laughs> a lot of pressure on me now, a lot of yeah, pressure. I'm, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring the pressure. Okay. You know, perfect. But, perfect. But um, as far as like the uniform services go and with the shot and what I saw, there was a lot of pressure on us to, to do it and we, we for a while we were 50 percent whatever people were waiting um and then they started which they they released like you could read the articles they were trying to dwindle the numbers or whatever it might have been to so there wasn't enough of uh a pushback by a big group right so they they did it through some fear or whatever uh hey we're gonna lose our jobs our security whatever it might be but there the temporary security associated with that is not worth it like they could cut ties with you at any time you know if you're injured like myself or whatever might have been so um i was i was gonna die on that hill and i told him that i was like look it's not the personal like i'm not getting it it's not gonna happen i i don't want to take part in this and to me the the military uh, you know you have civilians that are running to get it whatever it's harder to to gather numbers on those people right because they're spread out they're not as well accounted for like we are so if we're forced to get it that's a perfect experimental sample size right there you know what i'm saying like yep, we can 100 because we're tracked so well like our medical everything is right there so with that being said um you know there's numbers coming out with increase in so many different things i'm not a doctor you know myocarditis the whole nine that has been in the media and they're able to track all those things through the military but those numbers won't be out in the public arena or whatever but um they they definitely did it through fear and they definitely dwindled the numbers on that and to me what do you mean by dwindled the numbers the number of people that were holding out oh okay all right all yeah. right gotcha, gotcha because if there's only you know three thousand people left or whatever it's easier to force those people out on some you know kind of bullshit versus if we had, you know, 30,000 people holding out or 20 or whatever it might've been. Right. Um, so that, that was unfortunate to see. And I saw it firsthand from my perspective on a smaller group. Right. And it was down to me and one other person. Right. And, and still, I think that person's still holding out or whatever, but they're, they're definitely putting us, they put us through it and, and, and it was, it was miserable, but ultimately it worked out for me and I didn't have to do it. Um, but what to me, what the ultimate goal is, because I, I, I like to think big picture is, well, if we start pushing people out that are willing to push back on this, what else will, can we push people to do in the future? And that that's kind of the scary piece of it to me, because that's the same thing they've done, you know, throughout history, whether it be Nazi Germany or whatever it was, like what they thought they were doing wasn't wrong to them because you know, they had a mass psychosis going on, a fear campaign against, uh, you know, Jewish people, but it wasn't only Jewish, but Polish people, whatever it was that they put in these camps 
right? And um, the, the people's identities were tied to that promotion within, you know, Nazi Germany. So um, they were willing to kind of uh, sacrifice their morals in order to, you know, do whatever they could for a new desk or a new office or whatever it might have been. You, know, you right? bring up a lot of great points here, and I want to kind of tag into what you're talking about, why it's very yeah. important. So, you know, we have this whole narrative right now for the last since since basically Trump got in to office, everybody is a Nazi. Yeah. Everybody's a Nazi, right? So now we got to a point where where we're talking about a government and and, and a a political part of the spectrum pushing a narrative to get you to want to take an experimental drug. hundred percent which is 100% in violation of the Nuremberg Code, which came from the Nuremberg trials of Nazis. So this is like, it literally is like forever. Like if you just, I mean, if you take a look right now, if, if, if you at all are pausing on this vaccine, you are a right winger now. That's what it is. No matter what, no matter how far, to the left you are, like Jimmy Dore. He can get called a right-winger now by people yeah. just because you don't want to take this experimental drug. And by pushing it on you, okay, it, by the government telling, telling you you should get it and these private businesses saying you're going to lose your job if you don't, that is literally the definition of fascism. And you'll have people 100%. argue it's 100%. So you have Nazis pushing fascism right now. It's happening in real time. And these people just don't understand. And, I, I, and again, this is all probably part of the game. So people don't know if they're coming or going, but it is 100% true. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're putting people into that group. I mean, it's easier to ridicule someone when you feel like you're on a team, right? Um, I'm not on a team. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my thing. Never was. I always led through more unorthodox approaches anyway. Like, I, I wasn't that guy that would, you know, be, like have the ego associated with it. I was doing what in the best interest of people, not necessarily like soldiers or whatever. You know what I mean? I was a firm believer that if I led people and I made a good person, that would inherently, you know, turn into a good soldier or whatever, right? So, you know, I retired Sergeant First Class. I made it in seven years, which is relatively fast in today's Army. Um, well, as fast as you can, you know. And um, once I made it there, it was very – maybe it was immaturity. I don't know. I'm not – I'm 31, so I'm not that old or whatever. But um, it was very apparent that people would sacrifice a lot to – step on people to continue getting promoted and that completely went against everything that i've ever stood for and you know there was stuff pushed out like hey if you're in a certain position like and you don't get it you're out you know what i mean and then you have people in there that can enforce it or whatever right so and i heard people say oh well if that's good if that happens then i'm going to get a promotion and me knowing that i've read so much literature like i have it right here behind me one of them um like uh, Hannah Arendt, I don't know if you guys are familiar with her at all, but uh, she produced uh, some some good books, The Human Condition, Eichmann in Jerusalem, and she studied the Nuremberg trials. So me reading Eichmann in Jerusalem and understanding, well, wow, like this is, there, there's eerily like a lot of similarities going on right now. And that scared me a lot. So 
like I said, the timing for me was perfect. I, I, I'm super happy that it happened that way. I, I think everything works out for a reason. And I, I'm a firm believer that that did happen. But yeah, and, and this is really what's going on here. You have a bunch of conformists and opportunists. Yep. And it's very dangerous because they don't think uh, uh, two weeks in head, a year in head, a month ahead, you know, five years in head. They just care about the opportunity right now and they don't understand what's going on. You know, so like I was supposed to do a gig and I think it was Tucson, right? And I was supposed to play this gig on like, I think it was holiday weekend. And the, the, the club started selling tickets, giving away tickets for free. I go, that's how I make my money. They're like, well, we need people. I go, that's how I make my money. I'm not going to do the gig. Well, the guy that had helped me get the gig, okay, goes, well, I'll just step in and do the gig. So I contact, I go, dude, you just completely undercut me. You completely made it so the guy didn't have to pay anybody for the gig. And the guy hasn't talked to me since. And I don't give a fuck because I actually think he's super funny and he's a nice guy, but he just can't admit that he was wrong. And you see that happen all the time. In the UFC, they do this all the time. They'll never get anywhere with pay because you got these guys willing to do it for less money all the time because they think if I do this now, I'll get big enough that I'll, I'll ask for more money. But you're never going to get more money if you completely undercut each other. Like in Vegas, go-go dancers, they get paid nothing. They get paid nothing because all these girls, you get some 18-year-old girl who just graduated high school who just is like, I'll dance for nothing. So that guy stare at me. And they undercut each other. Yep. And it happens all the freaking time. You had this UCB thing. Thank God that garbage dojo of comedy closed down. UCB garbage, Upright Citizens Brigade garbage, besides getting sexual assault, implications left and right left was and upright, right, huh? right. <laughs> <laughs> like but left movie. and right you you had people there in an attempt to curry favor from from the powers that be there openly saying they shouldn't have to pay people going i don't want to get paid because they had no clue because they didn't have any faith in their own abilities so they were virtue signaling to the brass to the management there that they were happy not to get paid because they have no clue what's going on because they just think if i get in right now do all this stuff i'll make money later no bro no yeah. you're not because what you're doing is setting a market where nobody gets paid that's why you know it's like unions are interesting because in some part some instances they're super important like conditions all that stuff and also unions can ruin the gig by asking for too much money and that goes away but it's like when you don't have a union to go this is a base minimum everyone gets gotta get paid right you just have people undercutting each other and nobody making money because they're like oh, i'll just do it now make money late no there will be no. no money later so i understand what you're saying because i think that's absolutely ridiculous what they're doing all right guys i want to tell you about our friends at athletic greens that's right i started taking that athletic greens because i wanted a fun way to get my multivitamins and there is no better way than athletic greens that's right tastes great does the work makes me feel amped with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods 
probiotics and apple aptogens. Okay, yeah, to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and aging. All things holla at your boy. Okay, I love to throw a little orange juice, some athletic greens, some fruit in there, and then bang. Bang, as I, I do it, as I salute the American flag. <laughs> and when I finish, an eagle lands on my on my shoulder, and we just sing the national anthem. Because I love Athletic Greens. That's right. It's a lifestyle, okay? And it's a lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo. Keto. Keto or keto, dude. I do keto. You do keto, okay? <laughs> paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Does not matter. It is all good in the hood with them, okay? Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificials, okay? Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, all right? Why not make it the best of the best, okay? It's important to choose a very high-quality fuck multivitamin with high quality ingredients to get your body rocking okay it costs less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit come on dude athletic green has over five over seven thousand five star reviews man you know you want it right now it's time to claim your health and arm your immunity system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into flu and cold season it's just one scoop uh, one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for multiple millions of different pills and supplements okay just one simple scoop to make it easy athletic green is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, a couple things. Like, if you're willing to step on people to get ahead, ultimately, you're you're ruining it for everyone, number one. Number two. And you'll get stepped on eventually. Eventually, yeah. And I never believed in that. And then number two, with like the union, that's a, just another example of once corruption, <clears throat> excuse me, steps in, the, it ruins a good thing, right? And that's the same thing with what we're seeing now. It's going to continuously happen most likely because uh, at the pinnacle of any type of power, it's, there's always going to be your people that will do anything for more. You know, they're never satisfied with it. So I think that's, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. And then you, you spoke union early. breaking. That's what it's doing, dude. Anywhere yeah. else, you you try to be a union breaker, Buster, you get your ass beat. Yeah. And and then you look. I, I can't remember. You said it earlier, but you said something about fascism, right? And like that's that. I mean, when you have people going from Halliburton into a public office, or you got people going from Lockheed Martin or any of these military industrial complex, pharmaceutical companies, whatever it might be. And then going and making legislation or having a say so in things that are being approved for legislation, or you have nine, what was it, 95 or six when they started doing lobbying, right? All these different things. Uh, that's just capitalism. That's not capitalism. That's fascism wrapped in a pretty bow called capitalism. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so when there's the conflict of interest, which is happening and we're just taking care of our buddies or whatever at the highest level, and it's not in what's best for the, you know, the, 
blue collar worker, even, you know, some of the white collar people, um, then, you know, you ultimately end up where we are now. And then we're sacrificing more and more to have this false sense of security. You know what I mean? Whether it be, you know, Gulf of Tonkin, 9-11, you know, um, what was it? Uh, Oklahoma City with Timothy McVeigh or all these things that have kind of led us to the point we are now, COVID, whatever it might have been, we're continuously sacrificing a little bit for a temporary 100 percent you're giving up your freedoms for safety and they never give you your freedoms back yep and that and that's a perfect way to kind of lead into the next point that i had um which well i don't want to bore people or whatever but i think you we have like kind of a unique opportunity here being that you know i was trained tactically right by by the united states army so you know we use something called scat you know what i mean it's called the characteristics of the offense and uh their surprise concentration audacity and tempo right so if you take those four things and you use it for something like hey the media right okay well what's the surprise or the confusion whatever it might be we'll say covid okay covid happens boom surprise now you have a concentration of media social media information the school system all these different pieces of our infrastructure that now are kind of bowing to this narrative, right? So you don't know where to turn. It's just overwhelming. It's a bombardment and you're confused, right? And it's the same thing, whether it be guns uh, or, or, you know, information with guns, that means we're just keeping their heads down so we can continue to move, right? But, and the enemy doesn't know what's going on. They're confused. They, they can't react quickly enough to, you know, fight back essentially. And that's the same thing that's happening with information, right? They're concentrating all of it to where you don't know where to turn. You're just confused. You don't know how to move forward or whatever. Nonlinear warfare. 100%. And then audacity, obviously, is how bold are you? How big are, are, are the, is that scrotum? You know what I'm saying? So um, they were very bold with COVID. You know what I mean? Very bold. Oh, yeah. They yeah. went big in. You know, <clears throat> this is a wonderful thing. It's like there's so much going on right now, especially like if you take a look at like January 6th, right? Oh. Now they have a video of basically what looks like an usher walking these guys through the hallway how does that video get out someone puts that out it's and that to. video now empowers the right to go this is now what they're telling you and the left so once again now we can't see it's all meant to divide and conquer right and then you use the last part tempo right tempo isn't necessarily speed it is to an extent but it's how fast can i set conditions to move into the next part of what i'm doing right so how quickly can we set the condition to move into the next phase of whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish so with covid that was you know masks now what's the next phase shots whatever it might be takeaway rights who knows where it could go with quarantine and isolation you know there's been legislation that's been i don't know if it's been approved or not but like in washington state was it 24 6 246-100-040 or whatever it was that that kind of lays out the framework for you know isolation and quarantine and things like that. Or if you look at Australia um, and what they're going through right now with it and stuff like that, where they just set conditions to kind of set that up, right? And we don't ever do anything without having the next operation in mind either, right? So you know we COVID's kind of happened. We're here, but 
how do we move forward and understand what could potentially happen next is the question, right? But being able to identify those things and those characteristics of what's happening in the media, on your cell phone with social media. I'm not a big social media guy. I don't really use it um, just because it's, it's a nightmare. You know, it's a cesspool of opinions and there's so much bad information, good, you, you don't know what to do. And they just constantly bombarding you and like essentially frying your brain into living in, you know, your house with yeah. two masks on a hazmat suit and a fucking shield so that you're just like sitting there scared. And that fear uh, is going to kill you quicker probably than a shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or anything. Yo, so. I want to ask you something. I got a couple things I really want to get into yeah. and then we could finish up if, if there's some stuff that we missed from your presentation, but there's two things that I want to get into. First of all, we are seeing the push of cultural Marxism into our military, right? Yeah. Suddenly out of nowhere, trans in the military became a big issue, even though the amount of trans in the country isn't significant enough to make that an issue. And that all becomes 100% manufactured bankers. It's like so interesting because if you look up cultural Marxism, the, the, it is the definition is littered with the term anti-Semitism, right? And it's anti-Semitic, it's anti-Semitic, right? Which is hilarious because the, the term has also been rebranded to ESG, environmental, social, and corporate governance, right? And it is ran by Larry Fink, okay? Uh, again, on the show, we're very clear. We don't think uh, because you're a Zionist is that Jews all work together. That's not my bit. That's not what I believe. Everybody uh, on the show, I think, believes that. They're not, it's not like a, uh, they're not the Borg. They don't all move together. But we have Larry Fink pushing ESG on everybody. And now we're starting to see our, where our government trying to turn to uh, super progressive liberal uh, cultural Marxism while China is doing the exact opposite. They are trying to get rid of uh, feminine men. They're pushing uh, masculinity. They're doing all that. Uh, as a man who was recently in the military, what is your thoughts on that? Wait up, before you go into that, uh, you say this, Sam. The other day I asked my, uh, my brother-in-law that's in the military, I was like, is there any trans? And he's like a lieutenant. He's like, that's just a narrative. Like no one even cares there. And it's the way you said it. It's just the way that they want to push on making it seem like that's what it is. Because I asked him, I was like, hey, how did... Is there a trans or how do you guys go about it? He's like, there's not one single trans on my boat. Yeah. I mean, I, I had one, um, a few, I've, I've ran in a few, uh, teaching. I had one trans, uh, student that came through and, you know, I'm very open and candid. Like I'm not afraid to ask difficult questions or whatever. I'm gonna do it in a professional manner, you know, or, and I was like, what do you think about, you know, the military and, you know, being trans in the military? Do you think, you know, this is a mental disorder, like some people or whatever. And they, they were very open and honest with me and they're like, yeah, maybe uh, it probably is. But the bottom line is, is it's how we respond to it. And like you said, there, there, there definitely has been a push for uh, a lot of political correctness within, you know, the organization. And that's not really what it was, uh, you know, predicated upon, like we're, we're trained to fight wars, you know what I mean? And protect the constitution. You can't really have individualism, right? It's gotta be in a weird way, like a yeah. Borg where it's like, everybody moves as one collective 
unit. There's no real, I mean, like, let's face it, for what we, the belief is our military is our defense, right? You have to move in a, in a collective unit where it's like top-down command. Well, uh, it is um, to an extent, right? We have end states, right, that's supposed to be given by a commander. I'm glad you brought this up because this will segue into something that I'm um, that I think is happening, right? But you you have what's called commander's intent, okay? And they say, okay, here's what the end state is. Now you guys go figure out how to do it. But from my 10 years being in, I did feel like um, there was a a shift toward more centralized command versus decentralized. Now you look at World War II, right? You had, you know, 18, 19 year old corporals that were behind enemy lines, jumping in, going and killing Germans, right? But there wasn't the same technologies that we have now in order to be able to accomplish the same things without those individual people that knew the end state and were able to accomplish it. Whereas now, you know, we have all these different technologies. I mean, you could sit behind you know, your Mac or computer or whatever, push a button and blow, you know, 15 people up. Right. So the, there's a certain level now of where it's more centralized, I think for that reason, because they don't really want critical thinkers that are able to say, man, maybe this isn't right. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe what we're doing here isn't the right answer. And they, they just need people to push buttons. You know what I mean? And with the exponential increase of technology, I foresee that you know, continuing. And I don't know if that's a byproduct of it or by design, but either way, it definitely is a cause for concern for me because like I said, there's a purge going on right now. People that will say no to certain things, they don't want in there. So what are you setting that up for? Because I don't do anything right. As a, when I was a soldier, I didn't do anything, especially in an operational environment without knowing what I wanted to accomplish at the end of the day. Right. Because I can't plan effectively without that. So there, there, there's got to be some somewhere people understanding a strategic level that we're we're getting rid of these people because we're setting up for something else, you know. So uh, I, I totally agree with that, and I find it very interesting. Now you brought up something about basically drones, people being able to use drones for war now, and I understand that as someone who put his life on the line for his his military for his country. The thought of not being able to, not being able to have to, you know, actually put boots on the ground and put your life in, in, in the line of fire and in danger is, could sound very, very, you know, uh, uh, positive, right? That's a great idea. That's a, that's, that's, a, but does that also take away our ability to see our enemies? Um, basically surrender and give up hundred percent. Yeah. And, and it, it takes away the human element of it. There was always, you know, there, if you, you go back, there were studies during, I don't know if it was Vietnam or war two, where people were shooting over other people, the enemy's head, right? Because they didn't want to kill anyone. That's that mor morality that I talked about. Right. Um, and what they did, you know, they, they started training us with tar human targets right? And they found, or video games, whatever it might be, right? When, when you have that, it makes you more comfortable with doing, doing that to someone else. It takes that human element out of it. Um, same way, you know, you put on a mask, right? And you look at someone, it, it's not the same 
as if you have to look at someone without it on with it, it takes away another part of that humanity I, I believe and i do i do uh i do believe that there's you know going to be issues with you know you know soldiers having ptsd maybe from from that like um you know pushing a button and that happening but um it, it's cause for concern and uh, the the exponential increase like i said technology is not going to take us on a path that is gonna it, it will help right but it, like anything it can be perverted you know what i mean if something same, that's good can be used for bad you know what i mean the same thing how it's not kind of the same thing but in the cartel whenever they want like let's say it's your first time uh, cutting someone's head off they'll give you a dull knife yeah. So you struggle with it and you become bloodthirsty. And next time it's a lot easier. It's just a way to make things easier on you. You give him a dull knife the first time, the second time it's a sharp one. He can do it real simply now. Yeah. You watch his videos and it's come on. The cartel can afford some what good knives. watching video. What are you watching? Beheading videos? In the beginning, when they first came out in the early 2000s, even my dad would be like, yo, so-and-so got his head chopped off. Can you find it for me? Oh and my God, yeah, dude. it's back in the leak, a uh, live leak back in those days. But yeah, that's, they do that on purpose. A dull knife will make you more bloodthirsty in the future. Yeah. There's definitely an element of conditioning, right. To where you feel more comfortable with something. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I, I don't know where 10 years is from now. I, I lose, you know, words for it, but it's definitely going to be a concern, whether that's an environmental type of thing you know, the social credit score stuff that's going on, that's most likely going to happen. We know it is, um, or whatever it might be. You're just purging out people that have strong morals and won't do that to another human for people that are willing to sacrifice that morality for, for a new office. Right. And that, that, that you brought up, um, earlier, you brought up, you know, anti-Semitism, uh, things like that. And, you know, Hannah Arendt studied the Nuremberg trials, um, and she got labeled, you know, an anti-Semitist, I guess it would be. Anti-Semitic, um, yeah. Anti-Semitic for, for that book because, you know, she said uh, it was on Adolf Eichmann, right? And Adolf Eichmann was was behind that glass case and they were expecting to see some, you know, demon with horns and a red tail or whatever. But what they found was that he was just boring. And that's where they came up with the banality of evil and coined that term. And it's only used one time at the book at the end. But she's found that evil was just kind of average or ordinary, right? It wasn't something that was going to be, that's going to stand out to you. It's over time you get conditioned and then you become more comfortable with doing things that are not morally right in their society, right? Their code of, you know, their legislation and the ethics that they, that they had, um, they just kind of were okay with that, right? It wasn't, you couldn't go to jail for it. So it made it all right. And if you have just people that are blindly following orders, well, now it's very easy for them to say, well, I don't want to be fucking told what to do by this guy over here. He's an idiot. So I'll continue doing that and sending people to these gas chambers like he did. That was his job um, in order to, you know, get promoted. I to mean, next we have a real problem going on right here. And, you know, it's like if you take a look at what's going on in Canada, I know it's a different military. We take a look at what's going on in Canada. You have the city of Ottawa actively confiscating gas, food supplies, electricity from these truckers. That yeah. is an act of war against its own citizens. You have to ask yourself. 
how can Canada? I'm gonna be doing a show tomorrow with Matt Belair on the convoy, a little bonus episode for everybody. Uh, you two are more than welcome to join uh, XG and Johnny if you want. I, uh, but if you can't, I totally understand. I just want to get out why people are talking about, but this is an act of war, man. So, 100%. so my question comes to you. I have two questions I really want to ask you, and I'll ask this one first. How do law enforcement and the military compartmentalize, and maybe you've answered it, but compartmentalize doing these things to their own population? Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think we were there yet, right? Because there were still people like me walking around like, I, I didn't sign up to, um, you know, do anything besides what the Constitution said, right? Um. I don't have to follow orders if I think they're immoral or unethical, right? But there's a new, I don't know, I don't want to say generation, but with the constant bombardment, like whether it be the COVID-19 or the terrorism or all these invisible wars that keep popping up, because we don't have someone to really look at for it. Um, you start getting rid of the people that are like putting their foot down and kind of going against the grain. And then ultimately, like they're playing a longer game than we can even live for, which is concerning, right? Because, you know, if they write the history on this whole COVID narrative, what's it going to be like for our children's children, right? Um, that, that, those kinds of things are the things that might keep me up a little bit at night. Um, it's not all doom and gloom, I don't believe. I do think people are starting to rally around each other. 100%. Truckers, these man. truckers are doing great things. Like, they understand their, their, the impact they have on the infrastructure and all of that. Um, and I, and I, hopefully moving forward, it gets better. But I do believe the uniform services are being purged of critical thinkers, people that have strong morals, will follow the, and do the right thing for what we signed up for, which was to protect those people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. You are bringing up a great point. This is what Johnny talks about all the time when it comes to LA comedy about sitting here and fighting. And I wonder if that's something I, I, I want to do. Okay. I'm thinking about starting a new pop-up hidden comedy shows that keep moving. So, you know, and get outside the structure of Hollywood, which makes me question why I even live here anymore. But <laughs> You know, Johnny talks about like staying here and fighting and you're totally right, man. You're totally right. This could be a purge, get rid of any kind of dissent. Anybody who would push back, anyone do anything to allow us to be vulnerable with nothing but like, you know, ass kissing brown nose, brown shirts uh, and California. I mean, Everybody leaving California would be the people who would push back and fight, but they go to Florida, they go to Texas, that's more the same. And you have California being left with just nothing but uh, sheep who are going to follow orders and not question anything. You also, and those people are going to states that were already going to vote red. You know what I mean? So if, we, if, we, if they get them all in concentrated areas, it dilutes their influence. They have less of an influence on the national elections, which I think is what they want because the Democrats are slowly – becoming a non-national party they can't compete on a national level so by concentrating all the republican votes in states 
that already have Republicans, they kind of water it down and, and extend their time of relevancy as a no, party. That's I a think. great point, Johnny. That is a great point. But we've been talking about this is like this purge of the military. It's yeah. just like, are th- that's just going to weaken this, this, this giant military that we've been bombarded with our whole lives about what how it's the best military in the world it's the best thing and we you know we should be so proud of it which uh, you know i'm very thankful for you know everybody who serves and i feel like they're getting abused again by the dark arts occultists that run at the highest levels which brings me to my next well i'd like to hear your thoughts on that um i mean uh, you got to do the, you know, risk analysis there, right? You got to say, Hey, <clears throat> is it worth me staying here and fighting when you have two small children, you know, and what they might be subject to? Um, or is it better for me to move? And, you know, it might end up creeping into that, that, uh, those States too, you know, we have midterms coming up and all these different things. Um, uh, that's that's a tough tough one right you you don't really know what's going to happen from not only from year to year 10 years but tomorrow so i don't know <laughs> is it so what happened here huh. you're still here bud we hear you mm. can you hear us yeah i can hear you okay perfect so i want to ask you the next question man I get into this a lot you know i did mushrooms at uh the world series nice. a couple of years ago and I was really, 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 first of all, when you're on shrooms, you can tell who is undercover, by the way, right <laughs> out the gate, dog. You're like, they oh, just he's vibrate undercover. different, you know he's what I mean? Undercover, he's and they're everywhere, Mike, which, and to me goes, they're here in case something crazy happens. You know, are, are they here to stop something or here to help something? But you're kind of hoping that they're there to, to stop it if anything crazy happens, but you see what this, you know, the military propaganda of these major sporting events, you know, part of me, you know, when Mark Cuban was like, we're not going to play the national anthem anymore. Part of me goes, well, I respect that because, you know, a big part of this is to get low middle and lower class people to join the military, you know, to go and, and fight banker wars. But then I also know that, you know, the NBA has a giant, pro- you know, is just sucking off, you know, the Communist Party of China. So, I, you know, it's a, it's a weird conflict that I have going on. Um, but as I study the military, and I'd love to hear your honest opinion of this, I wonder, like, after we had the assassination of JFK, we had, you know, uh, the attacks on 9-11, we have our CIA being busted, delivering cocaine and crack and destroying our black communities and destroying the black nuclear family. We have basically in broad daylight, even though Johnny doesn't necessarily agree with that, and I'm, that's not the point I'm trying to make here, but the two elections, in my humble opinion, stolen, okay? Um, we've had Russian collusion shoved down our throats. Uh, I mean... You wonder, like, what has our military, which is our defense, are we, are they our defense or are they just the banker's offense? What is your thoughts on that? Uh, so the first thing, I mean, I've never voted, right? I don't – I've never participated. Um, I don't think anything changes based off of that anyway. I think the same shit would have been happening regardless. I might have been a little better for a short period of time, but, we'll, you know, 
at the end of the day, I think they're all on the same team. But um, I feel I feel as though, you know, we hear the New World Order thrown around a lot, and it's almost become uh, cliche or whatever. But I think we've been there for a long time, longer than people realize. Um, you know, you go back to 1913. Is that when the Federal Reserve Act was signed? Yeah. Woodrow Wilson. Um, and from there, we've been a nation at war since, pretty much, right? Fighting overseas, um, never on our own turf, thankfully. But um, I think we we were just a muscle of that narrative. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I do feel like you know there's every every um, maybe continent or or maybe the countries involved with it have all have always kind of played a role. You know what I mean? Whether it be you know, the Vatican, their book, they were the book burners, you know what I mean? Controlling the history, whether it be us, the muscle pushing into countries and, um, you know, ensuring that they started borrowing from the world bank. I mean, if you look at who the countries were prior to all these wars that weren't participating, I think it was, um, all know, of Afga- them. Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, where was Iraq, Gaddafi? Syria, Libya, Libya. You name it, whatever country we were in, we, we went to war. Iran, uh, Iran, Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, North Korea. Who it's else? All about money. Yeah, it's all about the federal, the, the centralized banks. Yeah, and I mean, there's plenty of literature out there on it, too. I mean, have you read uh, Confessions of an Ep- Economic Hitman? Yes. And how, how they do that. I mean, all of these things have been happening for a long time. So I don't know if it's something new. Um, I, I just think that we played a role and that role was the muscle, right? To, Hey, we're going to go in, uh, we can have some beauty in, in, in it, no liability because we could have corporations do it for us. That's why there's so much money in contracting and all of that stuff, because, you know, there's no liability. There's no ties to anyone at that point. And, um, you know, we, we can have plausible deniability to an extent. And when that doesn't work out, well, what happens? You know, we have WMDs that are invisible, apparently, or we have, um, you know, the the six foot six uh, Osama bin Laden hiding somewhere where we have cameras and drones that could literally see the hairs on your ass from, you know, 33,000 feet, but we couldn't find a six foot six uh, Muslim guy hiding for, you know, 10 years or whatever it was. Um, I, I just don't think that makes much sense. And, you know, you, you do your show with Callan. I watched that one. Um, and, you know, he will say, oh, is it all a conspiracy? I don't think so. Um, well, it is, but there's compartmentalization of it. It's just, hey, you're doing your role to accomplish something, but nobody really understands the full grasp of exactly what's going on at the end of the day because there's it's such a dynamic environment and the infrastructure is there's so many moving pieces to it, right? You have the school systems, right? That are, are manipulating our, our kids. Like I was a terrible student, but you know, I cognitively, I felt smarter than some of my teachers, right? But I didn't like sitting there. I wasn't good at that. Um, you have the military, you have, you know, now the healthcare, which is a powerhouse. And you watch some of these new recruiting videos for the military. And I'm not going to turn anyone away from it because, you know, ultimately made me who I was today. And I think I did good things. You know, I like to think so, but 
now all of the recruiting videos are like fight against, you know, COVID-19 and all of this stuff. And it's like, it used to be, you know, go fight wars, but now we're shifting into something that's more here. It's, it's, it's upon us. It's in the United States. Now this is on our own turf and it's going to turn into that. Or if it hasn't already that invisible war that's happening, you know what I mean? I, do I did understand. I answer your question? I don't know. I kind of no, just, no, no. You did, dude. Like you did Will Ferrell in old school. There, I blacked out. But, you know. Fine, dude. <laughs> this is a show of people black out all the yeah. time. So you have nothing to worry about. You did great. So, what? How do? What do you think the future holds for all this? It's tough to say. Uh, I'd like to think people are starting to wake up, which I think we've seen. Um, I know you talk about Q and like them waking people up and stuff like that. That definitely happened. Um, I, I saw through that shit from the beginning. Unfortunately, it would have been cool, you know, but uh, those things are all nothing's going to get that big like that without it being, you know, somewhat manipulated. Right. Um, I think moving forward, like the most important thing is number one, resiliency. I talked about in the beginning, um, you know, how, how me and my wife got ridiculed for, you know, not believing in, in these vaccinations or whatever, but w when there's no accountability on anything, people just run wild, you know, they're going to take and take and take and take until someone's, you know, put in jail. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to advocate for violence, but, um, you know, the old term ahead on a stake, right. Accountability is extremely important. We, we don't have that. Like you'll never, we'll, we'll, we'll never have that as long as there's that constant cycle of, Hey, I'm going to go work for this corporation and government and back and forth and back and forth. Like we'll never have accountability because you're just, you know, investigating your own buddies at that point. You know what I'm saying? So uh, accountability is going to be needed at some point and how we get that. I don't know what these truckers are doing are going to definitely, you know, begin, begin that I do believe because they're such a vital part of the infrastructure in any country, right? Getting products across the uh, globe. I don't know how the grocery stores are by you guys or whatever, but they're definitely not what they were. I know that's like a first world problem or whatever, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's the truth. Like things are exponentially increasing in price due to all this quantitative easing that occurred. And they're, they're, they're we're getting choked out. You know what I mean? We're getting choked out. So um, if people don't start getting held accountable and, we're going to need parallel communities, I think, at that point. And that's like Carl Jung type stuff right there. Um, you know, he did a lot of work on mass psychosis and things like that. But um, what he found was the most effective way to combat it was accountability um, or parallel communities, right, where they start building their own infrastructure. I'm not a Waco, like trying to Waco anyone here, you know what I mean? But, you know, if you have the ability to run a community without you know, being choked out like that, then you'll probably be more successful. Oh, and Benjamin, once again, write about a bunch of stuff, right? Who's, I mean, who's, uh, who's that? <laughs> Owen Benjamin, you should check him out. I'm good. Uh, yeah. He's a great, he's uh, doing amazing stuff. I mean, he was the first one that got stopped by like Patreon and stuff. And look at uh, GoFundMe now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. GoFundMe straight, straight. Social oh, cred score. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the left is telling you it's not coming here. Here it is. Full on force. The Canadian government is punishing people for their so social behaviors. 
That is social credit score. The NBA has been doing it. Okay. I mean, you have this Penn University, this trans swimmer dominating everybody. And the swimmers on the team are begging them not to get rid of her because they don't want to be called homophobe because they don't want down the line when they try to get jobs. Because if you're going to Penn, you're going to go hang out with super progressives. All right. That's where you're going to try to get work. So they're going to try to get you. And uh, I, I, Johnny and XG, while you, before we started the show, were talking about, you guys were talking about Rogan and, and that. That's like where I started listening to the podcast with Joe Rogan. I love his show. And uh, it actually is what led me to yours. Um, I can't remember if I listened to the one that you were on with him, like God knows how long ago. I, yeah, I try not to. Eight years yeah. ago. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was probably about right. Cause I probably started really getting into podcasts about five years ago and I, had to backtrack through it. Cause stop listening to music and stuff like that. Started listening to podcasts. Now I'm shifting back into putting music on the car. Cause it's just, it's getting redundant to a point um, without any type of, I, I couldn't have any type of involvement. Now this is where I can come on the show, hopefully get involved in, in the community or whatever. But um, you look at like Rogan and you go back to what I spoke about previously with that, that concentration, that, that, tempo right and all those things like now they're gonna come for podcasts you know what i'm saying that's the next thing on the list man and how are they doing that they're gonna use rogan so rogan had those two doctors on right what i can't remember their names uh robert um malone robert malone and mccullough yeah dr mccullough right and um great what they put out like i thought it was awesome um and I don't know what it was there for, but, you know, you had one of the doctors mention something like, uh, we don't know if you could catch it twice. Um, we're not sure if based off of this variant or whatever, if you can, but from what we know, you can't get catch it twice. And then, uh, you know, what was it? Three weeks later, he caught it in Omicron after he said that. Right. So it's like, to me, those th- types of things are like just too perfect, especially the influence that these people have and the, the circles that they run in. It's like, so is your belief that this whole thing with Rogan is pre-planned? I don't believe Rogan planned it. I, I do think, I mean, I don't know the guy. You know him, you know what I mean? He seems to be extremely genuine from when I listen to him. And I think he's doing great work and, and really he's spearheading a lot that's going on right now, right? But once that happened, now they're spearheading a campaign against this man and Spotify like, oh, we're down 30 billion in revenue. Like it was something to do with him. Whereas the whole stock market was down by God knows how much over the last month. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's, so the same thing happened to Netflix when Netflix had this cutie situation, a ton of people uh, just ended their subscription and and, and Netflix should have lost some money, but they didn't, you know why? Because all these giant masses of mankind came in and started buying up the stock to keep it high. I mean, it's all, bullshit it's bullshit numbers meant to cause chaos yep 100 percent. so i mean i don't know if those two guys came on for for that reason you know what i mean um i can't i can that guy's still pushing back against spotify spotify is either they're completely fucked or they're not stupid okay because if they get rid of rogan right now you might as well just and Spotify at that point. hundred percent. Who's going to yeah. hang out on Spotify yeah. anymore? Cause they've already pissed off that? everybody. I mean, they pissed off both sides at that point. Yeah. 
you know, if you you keep Rogan on, you keep all of his listeners. You banish Rogan right now. You're done, dude. Yeah. I, I go right to 100%, my phone, yeah. fan, goodbye. I don't need, I end my subscription right there. That so, is legitimate. The only reason I even have Spotify. Right. And that's a lot of people. And there's a lot of people who I see. I, I have, I, 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 I'm into the spiritual side of everything. Oh yeah. I am way more into that. They're losing the narrative more than they are controlling everything. I think people, people to control humanity. There are so many moving parts. There are just so many moving parts and they can't control our minds they're trying that's what they need propaganda but at some point it becomes so obvious the hypocrisy and what is going on they took their shot it fucking we'll see if it failed so many people got this vaccine we'll see what happened you got cliff high saying people gonna start dying again you got heather mcdonald like collapsing on stage you know well you got what was that guy's name um bob saget Bob Saget. The only thing I'll say about Bob Saget is his family has a history of heart attack and people yeah, dying from yeah. heart attack. That's the only thing. But but, but who's to say it didn't speed it up, right? Exactly. No, sure. Yes. And you're not allowed to mention that because if not, now you're an anti-vaccine. Anybody who dies from a heart attack six months from now will not mention it had any, the, co- the shot had anything to do with right. it. it and was the, just I mean, a heart they, attack. And they knew what they were doing with the anti-vaccine thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the year before COVID, what well, was all over your Facebook you know what I mean? It was all the memes about vaccines. You know what I mean? Yeah. They set those conditions to plant that seed. You know what I mean? So I mean, what they did to Rogan, I think, was planned. They tried to hit him with misinformation 100%. first, and oh, then it didn't work. It re- and it's so funny because it's all old shit. He literally, yeah. on his last special, addressed this M-word thing. Did and you so see, Sam? Th- Sorry. Did you see that thread that suggests yeah. that this is a super PAC is behind this whole yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. A super PAC? Yeah, yeah, that's where corporations can put together as much money as possible behind a a political movement, candidate, all that stuff. It's like Citizens United. It's it's Johnny and I talked about it. It is the one time the Supreme Court seemed to get it completely and utterly wrong on what they should do. And I I know that they are just dealing with constitutionality. You know, maybe they have an argument that it didn't violate the Constitution. Yeah, I I think think that's maybe where the Constitution fucked up, not the Supreme Court. I think maybe the Supreme Court got it right. Right, 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 right. So that's kind of what we're dealing with. But yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, man. Someone put out another thread that said basically Larry Fink is like, we got we got Nip Rogan at the bud, which is insanity because that guy is as in as you could possibly get. I mean, we're talking like I mean, to the royals, he's still a peasant, but he's as high as you can ascend as a common man, in my humble opinion. And his, again, his his ESG is a repackaging of cultural Marxism. And you know that they would like to get rid of Rogan to the point that you wonder if even the complete utter destruction of Spotify doesn't matter to them. And like they're willing to lose all that fake money because they got all the lose that 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 brand because they got all this fake money coming in. If you take a look at Facebook, right? Facebook is hemorrhaging right now. Hemorrhaging. They won't take my ad dollars. They won't do it. I try to advertise my shows. 
They won't take you. It's like, you need all the money you can get. Nope, nope, nope. And you go, why is that? Oh, because you have all these Fed dollars coming in. Yep. Uh, and I also feel like YouTube didn't give a fuck about letting Rogan go. They were like, if we let him go, nobody listens to him. The, the new kids don't listen to him. Let him go to Spotify. It's a way to counsel him out without him knowing he's getting canceled. And it still didn't work. And he said his numbers are bigger than ever. I mean, they could cancel him on Spotify too. And that man is so. Where would he go? Would he powerful. go to Bumble? He'd would he have open his own, his own Bumble. That'd be so funny if he put that, if he put his show on a dating app. On a Rumble? I mean, he'd do the same thing <laughs> Alex Jones did, right? You know, as far you know, as he'd have his own infrastructure. I mean, he lives in Texas now, right by him. You know what I mean? I'm sure they Well, the question becomes, can, you know, I mean, if they're really trying to control, it's, it takes, I mean, people just think my friends at flow, the flow app, they got kicked off of uh, the Google. They got kicked out of the Google app store. So Rogan could be big enough to make it happen. But like I said before, you got all these guys on Twitter right now going, Rogan's 100% pirate. It's like, even if you think he is, which I don't think he is, I think, if he is a part of it, is that he's going, they might try to clip him, thus pushing more cultural Marxism to make us all fight with each other, right? So that would be the part that he's a part of. But I don't think he is knowingly, actively a part of this thing in any way, shape, or form. Do you think that all. Rumble deal? Do you think that I, Rumble I don't deal is real? What? Uh, yeah, I mean, that- Rumble is would be the smart dude again. You know, going back to you saying Bumble, Bumble would be smart to want the Rogan show on Bumble because yeah. it's just going to be a minimum. Because once you, you know, it's like Alex Jones even talks about once he got kicked off the show, he got even bigger. He yeah, got even failing. bigger. 100% failing. And Ro- I mean, you, you can clip him, but what scares me is the people that are smaller than him, right? If they're going That's after where him. the problem becomes right. like we were getting, we were getting, we got clipped this show on YouTube because they don't want another Rogan. They don't want another Jimmy Dore. They don't want another uh, Steven Crowder. They don't want another Alex Jones. So they, they clip us before those guys all got grandfathered in. Okay. Because they need their ad revenue. But they're like, no more, dude. So they clip shows like mine. They clip people like Jason Burmese. They clip all these smaller shows and smaller channels so they don't become bigger shows like Joe Rogan. That's 100% what is going on. Yeah, and I, and Rockfin's great. You know, I'm a subscriber on there and all that. And uh, hopefully I could get on there when I stand up this podcast. I have everything pretty much ready. Um, just, you know, kind of waiting for, I don't know, waiting to wait i guess i haven't took that leap but um you rock- can do it yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm definitely gonna i got them everything set up uh well you I'm have the a microphone i'm like for a guy yeah. that's not podcast you got pretty 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 microphone right. i've been waiting to I, i've been getting it set up that's that was my intent uh and you know i got a name i got the rss feed the whole thing i'm just not great with the editing portion yet but I, i'll learn that as i go you know what i mean i the biggest thing is just taking that action and starting it, you know? Yeah. And you could learn as you go. It's better to get it going just to get the ball rolling than to wait till it's perfect. Cause so many, uh, uh, was it paralysis by analysis? 
Yeah, that's what I you have that hundred percent. <laughs> if you want it to be perfect, it's not. If you go back to the earlier show, literally the first show, I'm like, God dang it, this thing won't work. Why won't? Yeah, I was just listening to that like a couple days ago, actually. So, you should do it. And if I can give you any advice, and and it's like something that some of these smaller shows that uh, uh, are starting to just act out and attack this show is like just understand that like presentation is a big part of it make it digestible make it fun yeah like you know what i'm gonna be honest with you bro this has been a great episode why because we're an hour and something in and it's flown by there's some shows that like you know where it's just like every minute is like you know and they're all great i'm thankful everybody comes on but i could tell it's a great show because it fucking flew Right. But people want to have fun. It's like you could give them all the date in the world. You know, if you don't give them a spoonful of sugar to enjoy it, to make it go down, then, it, you know, it's not as fun. Like people, you know, people just don't want to hear straight data. They want to have a little fun with it and they want to they want it personalized. And a, lot, uh, and a lot of people learn more through just a conversation rather yes, than which is what we fed. learned from Joe Rogan. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, I want I want to backtrack though because you brought up you know how we move forward and I think I think resiliency like is going to play a big role in it right we're going to have to be be confident in what we know and what we see and what we're perceiving around us right we're told all these people are dying from COVID or whatever but I walk outside and it's you know sunshine and everyone's good there's no one in the street you know coughing up their lungs or anything like that not saying people haven't died but people die every day you know people die every day. Um, I could walk outside right now and get hit by a garbage truck. You know what I mean? So we can't live like that. Right. And trust what you, what you see, you know what I mean? I think that's important. And then hopefully at some point we can usher in accountability. Um, but it's not going to come from some politician or, you know, great hope, you know, or the second coming of Jesus. It's going to come. What do you think is going to happen? What would you, what, what do you think happens from here? Give me, give me your five-year outlook. Ah, I don't know, man. I think I think with the COVID narr- narrative like kind of crumbling, I think um, we're gonna move into some form of crypt- cryptocurrency that's gonna be used by the the government, most likely. You know, I've heard it before, uh, Fed coin or whatever. But I do think there's gonna be some type of UBI ushered in eventually. I think this was. You know, like I said, I refer everything back to the army and I can like see that and quantify it by, okay, this is a dry, a dry run, right? So when they brought out the COVID bailout, the first one, you know, I posted on the, my Facebook, I was like, this is a, a problem essentially. And especially all this stuff about uh, the voting in there, there was like 500 pages. I read the whole thing because um, I was on a 24 hour shift and I was just kind of stuck there. So I read it and um Facebook just kind of got rid of the post, didn't even say anything. It was just disappeared. And once that happened, I deleted my Facebook. Uh, I, I recently opened it back up, but I was just like, I'm not going to participate in this bullshit. Right. So, but going back on track, um, I think that the, you know, money that was given out was a trial run. Um, they do that with everything, right. Whether it was Timothy McVeigh, uh, that was, you know, your, your trial run for nine 11. Um, you know, if you look at, a what was it? Um, a gen- what, no, the um, computer simulation they did for COVID in, in 
2019. Oh, uh, there's uh, a bunch of them. Event 201. Agenda, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That. So like that was a trial run for this. Like they, they know, right. What's going to happen. They, we plan this stuff out and it's meant to be planned out that way. So we can account for the most likely course of action, the most dangerous course of action and the pushback associated with it. Right. So all this stuff is planned. So I think that UBI will be ushered in and it'll be tied to, you know, social credit score. There was recently an article released, I think today um, saying that, you know, social security is probably gonna be dried up by 2033. Who's to say COVID wasn't something that, you know, hopefully, take some people off social security. So there was something left or whatever, right? No, money's drying that. up, money's drying up and it's going in one direction. That's up to the top. And if that continues to happen um, and they don't keep people just comfortable enough to where they can stay in that perpetual loop of, you know, work and sleep and then work and then sleep. Like, you know, most people are on, um, if that dries up, then it could potentially create a problem. So I'm expecting UBI to be ushered in to keep people just comfortable enough. And then who knows what happens from there? You know what I mean? I mean, the World Economic Forum already has a, a cyber pandemic where the internet's going to go down. So yeah, that's just I a matter of time, too. I got to get in front too. of that, dude. I got to yeah, get in front of fucking that fast, dog. Fast. But, but what's going to be important then? You know, you could say gold or silver or, or and all these different things. Yes, cryptocurrency maybe. I don't know. Bitcoin to me is, uh, I don't have maybe the. Same don't say it, dog. <laughs> I might not have the same perspective. You know, it's just my my spidey senses go off and tingle with anything that was nobody knows where it came from or was made in a garage like Bill Gates and Microsoft or whatever. Respect. But, but um, who knows? You know where that could potentially take us um but there's you know project bluebeam still on the table like if you read uh cooper's behold a pale horse like he kind of laid all of it out there for you um and let everyone know like that was probably going to be the culminating thing um who knows that that could be the thing you know um or it's just keeping people comfortable enough to where they're getting choked out by not getting the vaccine or Hey, maybe they are trying to kill everyone off. If you wanted to recreate society, are you going to want a bunch of, you know, people that aren't thinking through things and just kind of getting a shot to get a shot and putting it in their body? Or are you going to want those people that just kind of did that and um, to, to go all, die off? I don't know if that'll happen or not. I, I, I doubt it'll be that drastic, but. Um, it's going to be interesting, dude. You know, that Deagle website yeah. that has the u.s population at 50 mil which yeah. makes me wonder if it opens up us to uh some kind of attack it, it's supposed to happen around what 2025 20, 20, so yeah it's gonna be interesting dude all i gotta say is lock and load get ready to rock and uh i'm loading up dog i'm loading up i got There's cash. No, nothing wrong with that you need some uh, firearms dog I got yeah. gold. I got silver. I got bullets. I'm ready. I'm learning hardcore ass kicking. Croft Maga to kill with my hands and make love. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, and it ties back into the accountability piece, right? It's that's where it's ultimately comes from. You took away accountability from Big Pharma, and you know, 1986, it just kind of starts leading into the second and third order of effects of that. Now they just kind of run rampant and 
we're in a in a bind essentially with it and who knows where we go from here as far as that goes but i think being able to identify those things um is number one gonna help because when you see it you'll be like oh i ain't listening to that bullshit and you'll continue going on with your day or whatever but you know i go to the grocery store even here i live in georgia um and i still see 70 percent of the people in masks and it just caused for oh dude I would love to fast forward right now five years and see what percentage of Southern California or California is wearing masks in five years. I guarantee you they're going to keep wearing it. Especially yeah, the airport, I, told, and I, I told people this too. I said, you know, what, what happens when we take something, right? And I told my students this when COVID started and we were wearing masks. I said, what happens when we take something, you know, and we retain it? That's ours forever, right? We don't let it go. So I said, do you think that you're going to take that thing off? Honestly, do you really believe that that's going to happen? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, when vaccine or whatever. And I'm like, we don't give up what we take. So we take it, we keep it right. You look at the Patriot act. Oh, yep. well that's still here. I ain't going nowhere. You know, what I'm yeah. hundred percent. Well, right? yeah. my only thing, the difference between, um, the airport because people are like look the airport you still got to take your shoes off yeah but that's people are like okay it's at the airport i think people's regular lives are i think they're sick and tired of it i do think there's going to be a group of people that no matter what you do they're just going to keep doing the same shit they're oh, just yeah, going to be like sure. no i want to wear it's gonna help me people oh, people God, love God. being in fear. yeah it's just like it doesn't matter i mean and thank God, I mean, Bill Maher, who's completely retarded on, I hate that word, completely dumb-dumb on um, Russian collusion still and all. And, and the Democratic Party. party. Yeah. What, Johnny? And the Democratic Party. He still thinks that they should some re- for some reason be in power. Who? Bill Maher does. Who, the Clintons? No, I mean, general, he thinks the Democrats general. are like in yeah. general, like the better party, obviously. And I, well, you know. yeah, because it's like, dude, he's just from an age. He's from a time where the Democrats were seen for the little people, even though he's incredibly rich and been rich forever and, and just, owns, owns guns. I mean, yeah, he yeah, talks yeah, about all the yeah. time how he guns against. Yeah. I mean, if we continue the party thing that we have going on now, it's like you could read Plato from. 2500 years ago the republic you know what i mean and he laid it out for you like every time democracy ends up you know falling into you know a tyranny that's kind of the way it works right and there's always that you know you had uh recently a guest on talking about pluto there's there's significance to this stuff it's there you know my wife's super into all that you know uh, astrology she's very savvy on all of it probably have like 100 books over there about it and i want to start somewhere i'm starting uh, i'm starting a course on alchemy and i'm yeah. gonna start getting into you know pluto and yeah, she's uh, super into it. she yeah. she said that something was gonna happen even before all this like i'm like what are you talking about she's like well pluto's coming back over you know i don't where know where is pluto in the high house what's it called where pluto is does anyone know in the horizon above it's, it's, is there a term for it I don't over the United States. I don't know, but the same <laughs> Pluto was here last time. You know, it's we had there. the Revolutionary there. War, right? So, yeah. but you're right, Sam. About Mar, I, I mean, he's one of the only people in in with any kind of mainstream platform that has completely come around on this whole thing. He's just totally out on the 
And I and I wonder. I don't think they're going to let him keep doing that for too long. You know, or don't you see them coming for his platform? Well, I mean, like he's... again, it's like you remember where they clipped Bill Simmons because he wouldn't take their notes. They don't want to build another guy that they can't control. But Bill Maher is such a brand for them that they'll be like, fuck. And, you know, they've tried to do other stuff. And, it like, it just doesn't get the the numbers that a Bill Maher gets, right? I mean, like, I would love that. I don't even think Vice is on HBO anymore. No, they, no. Yeah. Showtime now. Yeah, right? I mean, that's how crazy it is. Like, yeah. it's dude. <laughs> Like they let it go so it could go to their quote unquote competition, which I guarantee if you look at who owns Showtime and who owns HBO, it's the same motherfuckers, dude. Uh, if you go you know? high enough, yeah. They just oh, don't yeah, want sure. they they don't want another one of that. I mean, it's all it's obvious. It's all the same, right? Fox News is the first one to call the election for for you know Joe Biden patted uh, Johnny's uh, you know pockets right there, lined them with some cheddar. <laughs> You know, um, but you know, it's funny, bro. I I was listening to a great episode. (laughs) I mean, I was listening to that stuff and I said the same thing. I mean, I knew this was going to happen, right? The end of the world happened for Democrats when, when Trump got elected, right? Well, the end of the world happened for Republicans when Biden got elected. It's just, it's a constant, you know, we have to divide. But I think everybody's waking up to it, man. I really do. I think I do too. I think the right is like starting to really wake up to Trump. I think sometimes the idea of Trump actually trumps Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see like Trump in, in these people's profile, I think the idea of what Trump represents is more than they act. Like when Trump's like, get the vaccine, it works. And everyone's like, bro, we're way past that. What are you talking about? But that's what these guys get. They get so they get so insulated and isolated from reality, right? They get so I I mean, like Hillary's like, I'm gonna run again. You're like, nobody around Hillary's like, listen, lizard queen, you're <laughs> fucking everyone thinks you drink baby blood. We get gotta see sorry, we gotta see what the next stage because like when Ron Paul he he first ran for president as a Republican. You know, everybody was galvanized behind Ron Paul. And then that kind of became the Liberty Movement and the Tea Party Movement. It branched off in a few different directions. And I don't think we've yet to see what the Trump thing is going to evolve into, but it, it's coming, right? Because he's not he's not the vessel for that for much longer, I don't think. It's, yeah, but I just be. think he keeps – I think, like, these guys like DeSantis, who everyone's into, and that fucking pirate from Texas – with the fuck Dan Crenshaw, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like every, like the, it's just like you, we give these guys too much credit that we think they're always ahead of everything. And it's just like, dude, the internet is a permanent fucking record. Now you bring up that they want to destroy the internet, but dude, once they do that, I mean, like, look at how many of these companies all live off data. Everything is data. If they knock out the internet, they knock out data. And guess what people start to learn? Oh, I don't need to be on the internet. But but they knock out the internet too. They have no way to control anything. Yeah. Like, the only so reason, like, like, if you take away the internet and you took away the TV and you took away all these things, right, social media, cell phones, and would anybody be wearing a mask right now? Would no. anybody even know there was a pandemic or whatever you want to call it, scamdemic, plandemic? I've heard it all, right? Going on. No, nobody would be having that problem because 
there would be no significance. So when the tube turned on and people, you know, went into their brainwashed state, of course that was going to happen. So I, I can't, I can't foresee them knocking out the internet because then there would be no form of control at that point. Right. I mean, how many people actually have like cable TV anymore? I mean, don't most people, most people like stream stuff and all that. Right. So you knock that out. I mean, yeah, it would be chaos. There would be people, it would definitely kill people off because you'd have people in, you know, a, would be Oregon a bunch of and Washington only fans yeah, walking the streets hooking plant. themselves <laughs> you'd have the what is that the chaz people planting seeds and on the concrete or whatever those, those people wouldn't make it but you know people will eventually you know figure out how to plant a tomato in their backyard or whatever like doesn't take a, a rocket surgeon to figure that out right um but i don't know i i can't see that happening i i don't think that that is means for what they're trying to accomplish. I do think maybe it goes into the environmental type of space. Um, maybe, or, you know, I, I've always been high on the project blue beam thing that like, you know, you ask people what their yeah, favorite. I mean, the environment and uh, UFOs is definitely the card that they're holding. And I just think people are starting to wake up to that as well. Joe, you yeah. came, you saw, you dropped the hammer of the gods. We totally appreciate that. This was a wonderful episode. It flew by. Joe, can you tell them one more time where they can find you? Yeah, they're not going to find me anywhere yet. I'm starting this podcast oh, and anti-facts. Yeah, I'm, I don't really have a social media presence, um, but I'm starting anti-facts. I'm trying to get on Rockfin. I applied for it or whatever. Maybe you guys could help me out there. Um, and hopefully that'll be going within the next month. And uh, hopefully they can tune into that. That would be awesome. And then if you guys don't mind, I wanted to give a shout out to one of my buddies. He runs a company oh, out of snaps. Yeah. What do you like XG doing sponsorships for your other show on this show? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no. So uh, he's just one of my good buddies, my buddy, Gene and Tatiana, they opened up a candle company. I have it right here. Uh, they sell a bunch of like natural products, right? Non-toxic type of uh, candles. And these things like last forever they're fantastic uh it's called natural sloth so you can go on to naturalsloth.com and use joe 10 and you'll be able to get all those nice getting an ad in there i'm surprised your promo code wasn't we don't smoke the same i'm Um. sorry about that but i wanted to (laughs) look at you but i wanted to take care of one of my good friends he would have done the same thing for me you know what i mean enjoy uh, that enjoy that buku dollars buddy Um, i'm not getting anything for it but it's all good we're only kidding we're all uh but yeah, I appreciate it. This was a super awesome opportunity, especially, you know, I had no presence in any podcasting space and everything. So I truly appreciate the opportunity. Uh, hopefully I can come on in the future. If, if you ever need uh, that military uh, expertise on something going on or whatever. And um, yeah, I appreciate everything from you guys. So thank you. All right, brother. We appreciate you coming on Joe. Appreciate you guys. I hope you guys are grabbing your tickets to the live shows that are coming. We are in Vegas, man, and it's going to be on like Szechuan, February 19th, the first ever Conspiracy Social Club live show. And then we're also New Orleans. Get it together, man. I'm going to come and hang out. I might not do a show, but I'm going to come and hang out. Grab your tickets because if we don't sell tickets, I'm going to hang out on Bottle hang out on a bourbon street and just start smacking hookers. Okay. And then uh, grab your tickets to the other shows. I appreciate you, Nashville tickets are moving quick and I appreciate you, Jefferson. 
Georgia, I appreciate you. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging out. And Joe, make sure to send me all the links you want me to include in the description. We love you guys. Thank you guys for the support, and we will talk to you soon. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.